1: Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
2: Plenty to discuss. Uh, Since we last got together, the Gators did have the scrimmage. And out of that scrimmage, we got Graham Mertz announced as a starting quarterback. You know, a big surprise. We can hit that guy uh, if you guys want to. But uh, probably some of his press conference as well and of course the unfortunate news with justice boone tearing his acl being out for the season but at the same time uh, hearing of about one pyburn you know jack pyburn stepping up uh in a big way who probably was going to push for some reps anyway but now uh even you know is needed even more so uh but also you guys your, your thoughts on the black jerseys uh, that's been put out there i uh, haven't really got to see the whole jersey together but we got enough of it where we got to see the helmet and Uh, enough of the jersey but not really the whole uniform they they they, 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 it was a kind of a tease but uh, yeah I'm sure we'll get to see it in the coming weeks or months before the Arkansas game and then of course something else we can't overlook is all the injuries that uh, Utah uh, looks like they are going to be having to fight through this next two or so weeks before the game with Florida so Will Cam Rising play, and if he doesn't, how far do they have to go down the depth chart for a quarterback? Brent Keithy, the outstanding tight end for for Utah, may not be available either. Uh, Apparently, they're probably even more beat up than that. You know, um, Kyle Whittingham saying they're uh, they are beat up. They're having a pretty physical camp. So, man, there's a lot going on storyline wise uh, in, in that game, and who or who not or who or who will not be available for Utah when Florida travels there. To take on the utes so a lot a lot to get into a lot of good storylines since the last time we got together sound tired dave you know what uh yeah i am uh in a, in a good way um got some got some things coming and working on some things hopefully i can announce uh that this week uh of what's you know, kind of going on behind the scenes here but uh covering these gators and as i said everything kind of going on with the all the press conferences and little, we got a commitment yesterday too. I mean Wardell might we can discuss him as well at the same time. Uh, it's been it's been a busy been been, been busy time, busy few days uh, for, for Gator Nation. But uh, working on some things behind the scenes as well to uh, you know get this thing ramped up before football season. So a lot of good things coming uh, right here. But uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, I, I can handle it. I can handle it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I heard, I heard about uh, Keithy too. Um, I, I, part of me do you do you think that maybe this coach is just saying we won't see Cam Rising, we won't see Keithy, and then he's just gonna roll them out there anyway?
2: You know, I, I have been asked that by a couple people too. Is it is it gamesmanship? Is it um, you know, them trying to keep things under wraps, trying to maybe even compound the issue if something comes out that this person may be. Injured or questionable, you know, do they just kind of let it keep going and let it you know build upon itself? And I I don't know enough of Utah's history and Whittingham's history to know how he handles injuries. So for now, I'm gonna take him at his word. Um, and I mean it kind of you know, unless he's telling the media at Utah as well to kind of put this out. I mean, this you know, it's a lot of Utah media putting the word out that, Hey, this team's really beat up and not sure if this guy's available or that guy's available. So uh, for now I'll take them at their word and say, you know, that, that the the names that we're hearing, if they're going to play in this game, I, I think it's very up in the air.
3: Yeah. I uh, think they would put something out there like that, especially with like the magnitude of like the brain, injury, rising injury. And, and, and even if rising plays, he's not going to be a hundred percent. Like, we right. all know that. Um, the, the the Keithy thing, he he might play. He might be 100%, but we don't know that either. So it's just, uh, you know, they're they're going to prepare for him anyway.
2: Right, right.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is I would imagine that the coaching staff going to prepare for a fully healthy Utah team because it's like, if you're prepared for Cam Rising and you're prepared for, for Keithy, I mean, the backups are not going to be any better. And I don't know that based on what I've read they present – any you know unique challenges that those two don't so prepare for them to play and if they don't i don't really know that it changes the game plan that much and maybe except for just more blitzing from austin Armstrong but <laughs> uh, their third string
2: quarterback yeah and here's the thing it's kind of like playing an sec team that you got a benefit of playing utah last year like they're not going to change all that much from what the, the team we saw the first game in the swamp last year with Cam Rising at quarterback, Keithy at tight end. Uh, you know, I mean, they, 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 they kind of stuck in their system and their their physical brand of football out there in the Pac-12. And, uh, you know, I, I really believe that, you know, playing them last year is kind of a benefit as well uh, in helping where you don't have to over uh, kind of prep for rising in that offense. I, I, you, you know what you're getting. Now, of course, you need a refresher and you got a new defensive coordinator and all that. But still, you know, for the most part, you, you have a familiarity with utah and i I think that can really kind of come and really help florida too because maybe they can branch out and see what another quarterback does well and you know and, and build a defensive game plan that kind of branches off what they were prepping for last year because you have some experience
4: in playing that utah team from last year see see my thing is is. uh they have they have that uh they said that the one guy you know the, the Brandon Rose guy had mm-hmm. a last ready deliver and then the, now they're saying like that he doesn't so it's like I don't I don't know what to believe from their from their camp it's like is, is are these guys injured or not or it's it goes back to what Dave said it's like maybe they're just sending a smoke screen you know just to you know all these guys are playing that they've even said that are injured you know you know you don't you don't know at this point.
3: Well, lacerated yeah. or not, if he took a hard shot to the ribs like that, he's not going to be able to play that game anyway. Let's, I would oh, say that yeah,
2: definitely. Let's see. What was it that was put out there today? Did I not share that? Because right, they were talking about the quarterback depth charts. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Josh Furlong, who's been on top of this for like JFER KSL, uh, Whittingham said barring rising, getting cleared. Bryson Barnes will be the starter, and Nate Johnson will back him up. Whittingham adds that there will always be packages for Johnson similar to last season. So uh, Kyle Whittingham declined to give an update on the status of Brandon Rose. He said he doesn't give individual injury updates outside of Cam Rising, who remains in the same spot he has been in since camp started. So uh, Whittingham says if Rising – said barring Rising getting clear, Bryson Barnes will be the starter. There you go. I think
0: the nice part about it being Barnes is that he's played before. I mean, he's got, you know, playing time over, for three years, so there's at least some game film on him. I think he's been, like, decently productive, something like six touchdowns and some picks. So I feel like as opposed to the alternative of maybe the other guy, at least there's some film on on Barnes that the staff can use to prepare. Let's take, let's take a look. Oh, he
2: appeared
3: in – I think it was, like, six games he appeared in as a passer – and I mean, like it was very limited. I think he only had like 50 some odd attempts. Um, yeah, at... that's,
2: that's it. Yep. 2022 um, sports reference here. Uh, 10 games. It doesn't say, of course, um, you know, how those 10 games were broken out. I can go to a game log here in just a second. But uh, just basic 10 games, uh, 37 to 57, 430 yards, 65% completion percentage um seven and a half yards attempt in attempt so not really pushing the ball uh four touchdowns two interceptions
3: is that is that last year or is that career that was last year oh uh, yeah I, I went career on mine well, yeah, but he only, has two, I- he only has two
2: he only has two more attempts there so <laughs> yeah besides last year uh but what you want to look at last year um he was six of six versus Southern Utah. That was their opener. Oh, never mind. That says 2022. Oh, okay. Wait. Okay. So that was a game he played in. Not that was, of course, Florida was their opener. Uh, that was the first game he played in, uh, was Utah, Southern Utah. He was six of six in that game uh for 98 yards, one touchdown. Um, Washington State was his big action last year in the regular season. He was 17 of 27 versus Washington State, uh, 63% completion percentage. Uh, 17 and 27 for 175 yards. Uh, he did have eight rushes for 51 yards. So there you go. Uh, maybe I have to go back and look at that, but uh, does seem to be somewhat of a threat on the ground. And then he was 10 and 19 coming in for Cam rising against Penn State, the bowl game, 10 and 19, 112 yards, one touchdown, one pick, uh, 112 yards passing in that game. So uh, in that game, he had seven attempts for minus 17 <laughs> yards. I'm sure some sacks. Uh, featured in there uh, a little bit, but uh, so his major action last year was versus Washington State in the regular season, uh, and then uh, Penn State in the bowl game against Colorado. He was four or five for forty-five yards, one touchdown, one interception. Sounds yeah.
0: like
3: Dollar General Cam <laughs> yeah, so like, he only had, like, 11 rushing attempts his whole career, but he averaged eight yards an attempt. But, I mean, that's still, it's like a small margin of rushing, like, yeah. only 11 attempts, so it's not really – like if, and now if he would have, like, 50 attempts for eight yards, I'd be like, okay, yeah, now I'm a little worried if he takes off and run.
2: Yeah, total last year, as I said, 20 attempts, 116 yards. Five point eight, and that was with the uh, yeah. it did that in um, so we'll have to go and look at this for sure against Colorado last year. I'll, I'll only mention his passing stats, but against Colorado last year, two attempts, 62 yards,
3: yeah, so, well, Colorado, so
2: yeah, but still, you let you know <laughs> that you know, basically 30 yards per rush there. Uh, so we'll have to, have to go and do some research, of course. I mean, of course, we have to, uh, if he's the guy. Um, That we may be seeing, of course, you know, come game week when we're previewing Florida, Utah, we may have to go down the uh, quarterback depth chart (laughs) and look at every quarterback that Utah uh, could be putting out there.
3: Yeah, I, I remember the Utes guy. Like, I know the Utes guy was kind of being fair a little bit, though, too. Like, I'm not going to give him too much black, but like, I remember him saying that there wasn't a wide receiver that he feared on Florida's team. But in retrospect, I was like, well, there's not really a DB that I fear on Utah's team. So I yeah. guess that that's even spayed, right?
2: Because they're, because uh, their best guy, he left last year, right? Or, yeah. Uh, oh, his name, oh man, what was his name? Art Phillips. Art Phillips.
4: Yeah, 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 Phillips. There you go. Yep.
3: Yeah. I just saw, yeah, they
4: are run him over.
3: I think I saw like a clip of their spring game that somebody posted on Twitter. They just look slow in the backfield.
2: Um, a good buddy C three. He uh sent me a tweet. Let me see. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, of one Utah. It was the Utah fan saying. Let me see if I can find it. Um, glass half Ute is the Twitter account. He goes, I don't care, and a funny name that he brings up right here. He goes, I don't care if Jake Bentley is the starting quarterback on August 31st. You know, former South Carolina quarterback. Uh, the Utah Utes are going to run the ball down the throats of the Florida Gators. So there you go.
3: Mm, not from what I've heard yeah. of this team.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do have
3: a good running back, though. Uh, is Jake Bentley there, though? I know he was.
2: But yeah, we with, talked about him last
3: week, didn't we, on here, Gwenda
2: Jackson? Jake Bentley, the former South Carolina quarterback that went to Utah. Oh, I think
4: he's coaching now. Okay. I was talking is about the running
2: back. Oh, he is now listed as the South Alabama Jaguars quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was in twenty one though. So let me see. I get yeah, he might be coaching now then
3: well uh, if, if, if rising does play blitz and watch for the screen
2: yes yeah, so he was at Utah in 20 south alabama in 21 and that's like his career was over after that so. I
0: think the main thing that worries me about utah is just their running backs like like uh, somebody was saying i mean they've got two or three good ones that you know we've not fixed some of our tackling issues there was the one guy that i think somebody dropped a stat last week about how many missed tackles he forces that worries me yeah, um, yeah. especially if they're going to rely on it more but
3: yeah I ran, I ran the pffs on it was jaquindon jackson i ran the I pffs know. on him he had 530 yards last year 6.7 yards per attempt 30 missed tackles forced 4.26 yards after contact he runs a four-five, and he's the 11th rated uh running back on pff at a 91.6 grade mm. yeah that that's what worries me <laughs> yeah yeah, but if that's all they got, I'm not worried. <laughs> right? Hope. Exactly. Exactly.
2: It does make you wonder if it, you know, if that changes. I mean, Armstrong's kind of got that reputation as aggressive, but if you know, you're we're playing the Utah team. And, uh, let's face it, they're going to be a physical team anyway. But now. If Rising isn't out there, and you know they pass the ball less than they probably would have with him out there, you know I wonder how aggressive does uh, Armstrong play this game now? You know, do you do you even have to? Uh, do you set yourself up? You know, do, uh, you know, for, do you set yourself up for big plays if you blitz and you know the the running back breaks a tackle or two and he gets and he gets behind the blitz and he's going to the races, or do you now play a little more conservative uh, because you don't have to worry about the passing attack as much if Rising doesn't play?
4: I know, I know it was mentioned last week. I think it was Ocho that brought it up. Wh- which, which which quarterback are we worried about more? Is it Barnes or is it Johnson?
5: I'd say Barnes. Yeah. Well, it's the one that got killed that we're worried about. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the, the kid that uh, –
5: Brandon. The, the yeah, one. they knocked Brandon Rose out. He, was, he yeah. was the one I respected. Barnes. I'm not, not – we could feast on that guy. Mm, I'm ready. I mean, he's, he's like the thing about Barnes. Is just I, I know I posted some of the videos on the Discord, but you watch him against Penn State. You go watch him in the spring game. He's very inaccurate throwing on the run, and he thinks he's probably a better athlete than he is. So he likes to get out and throw on the perimeter, and it's just uh, I think we can we can force a lot of turnovers if he's playing.
3: Ooh, I'm looking at um, Quendon Jackson's like in depth game stats of each game when they played USC at 105 yards and he had 6.92 yards after contact. Jesus,
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he I I before he, he runs like Chris Rainey, but he's 230 pounds, yeah, he's pretty you can't bring him down. You just, he's he's gonna be a load, and uh, they they probably to be honest, they wasted a lot of carries last year on Thomas and even Bernard. I mean, if they had. I mean, Jaquinn Jackson would be, like, considered a top-five running back if he started off last year.
3: Yeah, so he's had 85 attempts, and he's ran – he's had 13 runs of 10-plus yards or more.
2: Yeah, and I'm interested to see, you know, how much, you know, Florida – you know, with an improved, deeper defensive line, do they have to stack the box? Do they not stack the box? How aggressive do you get if, you know, your quarterback rising's not in there? It's a uh, big cat and, mouse, cat and mouse game early on, possibly. But anything – just ahead, defensive
3: line so good that we can just stop him anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, just – Stay with your stay with your four. Hopefully those four dominate up front. And your aggressiveness is just how hard those guys play. Not necessarily the play calls.
3: I'm just finally glad we got some speed on defense. Certainly seems that way. We may not have the experience, but it seems like we got the de- speed on defense.
2: And we'll see if that's uh, you know, um, if, you, if Utah takes advantage of that, like I think Florida could be a little more athletic at linebacker, but also at the same time with that, you know, is that something a team like Utah can actually take advantage of uh, with their round and pound style? Hey guys, going back to the last episode, um, what what were you guys' thoughts of Cam Carroll? The First time we got to hear from him as a Gator and a transfer coming in, of course, and um, uh, and I, I was really impressed. I, I do think it gives Florida a pretty safe option. Uh, for that third running back behind Johnson and ETN, and um, I'm I'm eager to see how it works out. I, I I don't think you want to take the ball out of ETN's and Johnson and Johnson hand, and I think we will probably have to end up seeing how much just in general Florida runs the ball. Uh, you know, if Mertz is better than I think some people expect, then maybe you're passing the ball a little bit more than than we thought. And you know, I don't know how many games I'll probably put the, the the label. I'll probably put the number of thirty on it. You know, how many games does uh, Graham Murts have thirty or more passes, but you know if, if it's less than thirty, then that means there's going to be plenty of carries to go around. By seasons end, you know, I, I, I'm eager to compare what Johnson, ETN, and now Cam Carroll—I'll throw him in there too—of what the distribution is like. Is it head and shoulders and way above for Johnson and ETN, and, and, and Carroll uh, is clearly behind those guys, or is it really can it can it work out to be a true three-headed monster?
4: Yeah. I could I could see uh you know Carroll getting like eighty five to one hundred carries, but just to go to what you were talking about, I, he seems like a well spoken kid that's that's very confident in himself, and it's like I, I like the like the attitude he had in the press conference.
2: Yeah, I think the way yeah, I see like, it, if it's like a probably what like a fifteen carries apiece, you know, twelve to fifteen apiece for Johnson etn, and what what seven to ten for Carroll.
3: At least we know they all won't be getting like seven carries a game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but just thinking out loud, that's probably how I'd see it. I, I do think your top two are probably gonna separate themselves from from Carroll, but not not this huge gap.
6: He may be a better third down back. That's that's true. He can uh yep, yeah, you know, out of the backfield catch catching the ball.
4: That's right. I agree that
6: I do like that. I'm glad
3: that they're doing the running back passing game in practice. Like I, I kind of missed that last year.
2: And even checkdowns. I mean, that's you know, simple, but you know, that just was such a small part of Anthony Richardson's you know game um, play style. It's just the checkdown was hardly ever used and don't get me wrong i mean when you have a quarterback like that your legs are a checkdown so you know that's yeah. you know that that's just how it goes and that's where we got into those stats last week and i brought it back up on the podcast of having that athletic quarterback and that dwindling the catches for running backs you know that that's part of it you know the the, the legs are the checkdown more so than a running back are so it's uh, it'd be eager to see you know just how much of it's not necessarily designed, you know uh, you know the flares and the swings and the screens, and how much of it is just the checkdowns for Graham Mertz uh, compared to those other style of passes and play calls?
4: Yeah, I'm good with that if he's our third down back I'd, I'd hate to be the, the the people trying to tackle him on the other end. I can say that.
2: yeah, I can see where it ends up being, honestly. Johnson and Carroll, you're like your fourth quarterbacks. You know, your fourth games on the, you're in the fourth quarter and those are the guys that are just punishing the, the defense. You know, ETN may be uh, garnering your know, first, second, third quarters, but then when that other defense, you know, the opposing defense is worn out, that's when you're throwing more Johnson and more Carroll at them for the you know, this big body to just blow after blow after blow uh, and in these close ball games. Those like are your running backs that are you kind of your difference late late in the game.
3: I think we see a, a thousand yard back? Ooh. no, nah,
6: I, I can't see it with having three backs. Yeah, no. I, I I I
2: think that's where I go to, and that's not a shot at them. It's just more of Billy Napier's style.
6: That, yeah, I mean that hurts that. Even even with even if we didn't have the third back, even just a two back rotation, it'd be really hard for either one of them to get a thousand yards.
3: I think I think they could get eight hundred. One of them could. Yeah. Seven, eight hundred. It depends on how they distribute the ball though, too.
5: Got each end to go for a thousand all purpose. Ooh, I like that. There you go. Yeah, I like that thought.
3: Yeah. yeah Average like seven <laughs> yards to carry.
6: He returns kicks too. So, yeah, yeah that it, might be 15.
3: Yeah, that that's one thing I, I am excited about. You know, you, you have ET on kick return, uh, Pursall and pump return. And then you heard Billy Napier even allude to like using Andy Gene, Mazelle, uh, mm-hmm. Eugene Wilson back there too. Like, that's uh, <laughs> I'm excited for that because I mean, a lot of teams kick it out of the end zone and all that. And we know all that, but like, when that, when that, attempt happens it's you're going to get more production out of it i mean you, we saw etn last year i mean he would at least even if he didn't have that great of a return you st- he still at least got to the 30 and then there was times he got to the 50 at some points
4: i got etn other? uh i got etn throwing for at least two touchdowns
2: oh <laughs>
5: <laughs> i wonder what the odds in vegas are for that <laughs> Find bets. the other one Dave, is uh Everybody talks about like who's going to be in that Xavier Henderson role from last year, and, uh-huh. you know maybe it's going to be a freshman. I, I like ETN out there. That's who I, I want to see him on the perimeter. Yeah, I'd to Pearsall's
6: technically moving to that role, isn't he? Isn't
5: it? <clears throat> I I think it depends on you know how quickly Wilson comes up to speed and what what the others do, but I I would expect initially Pearsall stays as the uh, slot receiver and then <clears throat> some combination of Douglas Burke. And maybe Frazier's on the outside.
3: I'll do that. What about Pearsall getting a thousand?
2: Uh, I'll, 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 before we go there, I want to go back. So I'm going back to nature's Louisiana days. And Dave, I got to throw out a shout out to our buddy Trey in Louisiana since it's Trey Regis and not Regas, like I have been saying. <laughs> um, Billy Napier's first year, go back to 18 at Louisiana. Regus had 1181 yards. Elijah Mitchell had 985. So they're almost two running backs going for 1000 yards apiece. So Jeez. I mean you could, you know, with that and that was with their un not unathletic but less athletic quarterback Uh, before Levi Lewis took over in 19, and they had basically 2,000-yard backs. So, it you know, it could. It could happen.
6: It could. The difference is the defenses they ran against. Yeah, true. uh, Um,
2: Elijah Mitchell.
6: SEC different defenses. defenses, And and, and that offensive
3: line going to stay healthy, too.
2: Elijah Mitchell in 19 had 1,000 yards as well, 1,147. So, Two years in a row, a thousand yard back in twenty twenty. Now, because of course, COVID plays a little bit of a hit here. Elijah Mitchell had eight hundred and seventy eight in ten games. So, a normal season, he probably gets a thousand two. So, Billy Napier's first three years at Louisiana, in a normal season, probably has a thousand yard back in each season. Uh, and in twenty one, uh, Montreal Johnson had eight hundred and thirty eight as a true freshman. Uh, and Chris Smith had 855. So, Billy Napier's last or in, in 21, I mean, uh, Billy Napier's, um, yeah, his last season at Louisiana was the only year he did not, or not even on pace for a thousand yard back, basically. I'll give him one in 2020 just because it was COVID, but, um, very, very interesting
4: there. I think it goes back to what you were saying, Dave, about, you know, the the pounding in the the third and fourth quarter. It's like if we're up, if we're up, you know, 20 points or whatever, it's like when we just start grounding and pounding, it's like they could rack up some, you know, a bunch of carries, you know, you know, at the end of games and stuff. And and somebody could, you know, just slip in there, you know, with, you know, 120, 140 carries, you know, and over a thousand yards. I could definitely see it happening. But I I definitely lean towards what everybody else is saying is, it could be you know 8 800 yards a piece and stuff
2: yeah I, I i wouldn't predict it but i had to go back and look there is a there is a precedence for it though so it would i guess it wouldn't surprise me if it happened now going back and looking but i wouldn't i wouldn't predict it to happen so
6: predictions which back if it it gets a thousand johnson or etn Ooh.
2: Uh,
4: uh,
6: ETN's i would pick etn
4: good man i'd have to pick etn yeah i'd pick etn I'm gonna go go Johnson, you know, just because he's like the workhorse. I feel like you know he's 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 the like the you know the most reliable back that we got. You know, he's just steady Eddie. You know, yeah, and he's been in that offensive system with Napier ever since. So I
3: mean, and 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 he—that's not even a slide on him. It's just ETN's just ridiculous. But uh, you know, I I I like the way that he runs. He's very like north and south, and he hits the hole really hard. So it's like you can get production out of him. Just as much as you could, ETN. So, I mean, I guess you could go both ways.
2: Yeah. How could we talk into either either one?
6: Well, technically, Johnson is still running back one. So, yeah, they may lean on him a little bit more, like you said, later in game.
4: So, he would probably be the more likely back to get there. He may get Johnson. More Johnson will lead ETN. the team, and I bet he leads the team in touchdowns.
2: I can see. Yeah. 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 I think so too.
5: The other, the other thing with Johnson is I think if he wants to really improve his NFL status, he's going to have to do a lot more pass blocking, a lot more receiving out of the backfield. So, I mean, he's already proven he's an effective runner. I don't, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to get better at that. But if he can make himself more well-rounded, excuse me, in the offense, so that's only going to help him. So maybe fewer carries.
2: This has been a preview of a Gators Breakdown Plus members chat. You can take part in chats like these by joining Gators Breakdown Plus starting at $3 a month. Link is in the description, and you get access to all these features. You get these extra episodes. You get access to the Discord server where you get to have text chats. It takes part in chats like these as well. Hey, another big bonus, ad-free Gators Breakdown episodes, Q&As, giveaways, custom shout-outs, all that at Gators Breakdown Plus. Link is in the description. Come join us. Football is back and so is winning season at MyBookie. Use promo code Gators to claim your deposit bonus and for a limited time, get a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. Head to MyBookie.ag to bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.